0: J. Leroy,
1: Night Watchman, how you doing, my man? I'm well. How are you? Good, good. So, so far, how is the New Year progressing for you? New Year's
0: been um, very good so far. Really, yes, I, I, I feel the energy. Um, well,
1: after you know, the tremendous loss of 2022 for me, you know what? It can only go up from here. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, there's also, you know, this show we're going to be talking with um, small businesses and bankers. Uh, um, and, okay. you know, when small businesses and bankers work together, there's an optimism about the things that can happen. And so we want to examine how that relationship can yield fruit for the businesses and uh, create opportunity for our communities, because huh. it's all all about all those things working together to make sure that we have um, opportunity in the community. That well,
1: well, I guess you might know this because you were a, a financial wizard yourself, I understand. You used to come from that particular world. So I guess you'll have something to say, huh?
0: No, I'm just going to sit back and <laughs> relax and watch, li- listen to the people who we have, who are going to bring on right now. Oh, okay. So, okay.
1: Okay. Who do we have, buddy? Talk to me.
0: So let's start out with the businesses and then we're going to talk to some of the senior business consultants that we okay. have uh from uh from Chase Bank. So let's start out with Adon Morales.
1: Yay. Adon. Good morning. good afternoon, good evening. All right. You, you cover you covered them all. That's beautiful. Exactly. <laughs>
0: So Adon yeah. is uh, from Moravia, which is a real estate firm located in the Bronx. And Whoa, hold on.
1: are we talking this? We talking <laughs> this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I thought it was Wakanda. No, <laughs> no. Know, they, 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 I know, I they stole it from us. Tell them, Adon, <laughs> they stole it from us, <laughs> please.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. And we also have uh, Padmore John, who is the uh, owner of the Cyan Cafe. And he is a, a bit of a fixture in the Harlem community for for quite some time. Um, he's been involved with the community board. And
2: uh, he's a good guy. We like him.
1: We like yes, you, Moore. Yeah. How are
2: you doing? How are you doing? How's everybody doing? Thanks a lot for having me on. D. Absolutely. 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 Absolutely.
0: Cool. And uh, I want to introduce our, our senior business consultant from Chase. Um, we have Jamoki Fagbaye
1: hey yes yes hey, let's bring bring her out here yes mm-hmm.
3: hey everyone hey. nice to be hey. here
1: good good scene jamokey beautiful <laughs> beautiful so who else we got there bob
0: yeah vanessa blanco
1: hey yes yes let's bring her out here come on now where's vanessa we got to get vanessa in the air uh let's see i know she's somewhere in that green room bring her out here vanessa go.
4: Hey, 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 everyone. All How's right. everyone doing?
1: Great, great. Great, great. Now now that we have you guys together for uh, 2023, this is going to be a good show. I got mm-hmm. confidence. Mm-hmm. So, so Night Watchman, uh, do tell. What, how do you want to start out, man? You want to well, get their um, journey?
0: Let's, let's start out with Jamoki. And um, tell us a little bit about just what your role is in terms of working with small businesses. Yes. Absolutely.
3: So again very glad to be here with all of you and feel free to call me joy my friends call me joy so you are all friends now um,
5: <laughs> but
3: as a senior business consultant i have the pleasure of course of, of being in in the city and working with my amazing colleagues vanessa and we have another colleague kofi uh, that we do this work with but what we do is we have the pleasure of working one-on-one with business owners in a consultative capacity, right? So mm-hmm. I believe that we're, we're one of the only and maybe the first financial institutions to, to do this kind of work. And it's all complimentary, whether you're a Chase client or not, you can avail yourself of the services, but basically we'll work with you for on an average about six months um, and mm-hmm. tailor or curate a curriculum specific to your business and where it is that you are and where you're looking mm-hmm. to go. And typically, we'll focus on access to capital, business development, getting your certifications like your MBE or Mm -hmm. MWBE, um, Mm -hmm. also marketing, cash flow management, operations management, building out your ecosystem so to ensure that you have the right people around your business to make sure that it's successful. So that's pretty much in a nutshell what it is that we do. And what's nice is that um, we have the opportunity to to really help move the needle for these business owners that, for whatever reason, might not have had the resources or the education that they needed to make sure that their business is successful. So I uh, I won't continue on. There's so much more <laughs> that I could say, um, but I'd love to, um, I'm, I'm excited to be here within this conversation.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. Well, Vanessa, you've heard, you heard Jamoke. I want to know what other, opening up that nutshell, what else is in there that you guys do?
4: I mean, Joy explained it so beautifully. And, you know, um, as Joy mentioned, we really have the privilege to work with amazing entrepreneurs. I myself being the product of immigrant parents who've always had their own business. You don't know what you don't know. And um, I remember my dad always saying, do you know how much it costs to actually turn the key inside the door and, and I always remember that statement because there's so much more to entrepreneurship. And as Joy mentioned, not only do we really uh, tailor our programming, but we really kind of get into the lives of these entrepreneurs and say, hey, we get that your life is filled with everything, but we mm-hmm. wanna take hours to talk about you and the business. Our objective is really to help you get from point B to point C, and the vulnerability and the transparency that has come about and just the um the friendships that we've able to be able to genuinely develop by just being able to help um i always say uh, growth comes from vulnerability and hey google is a beautiful and a big place you can get lost there and when we actually go ahead and set up our cadence so many actionable items come from it. And I have the pleasure and luxury Ooh. of having Adan here today, uh, just to kind of showcase what what and how we've been able to help. So thank you so much for having me on today.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And Adan, of course you heard it, man. Here it is, not forever, but BX all day, baby. So <laughs> so tell us, tell us about the real estate uh game the uh, BX.
6: Well, I think you know it's funny because when you talk about real estate, it's such a broad term. You know, it's like when you look at it from a national perspective, a state perspective, but really getting into the micro areas and just saying, mm-hmm. let's say, for example, the Bronx, right?
5: Mm-hmm. A lot of
6: times I'm talking to clients and they're watching news and they're like, "Oh my god, I'm hearing this, I'm hearing that." I'm like, "Yes, but understand that that's a national perspective,
5: right?" Mm-hmm.
6: The the, big, the biggest thing about real estate is 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 being a local expert,
5: right? Mm-hmm. Not, not
6: trying to be and have a foot in every market. But really understanding and 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 embracing one in particular so that you become that expert right so i, I try to give my clients the information that's pertinent to them right what type mm-hmm. of property do you have where is it located and what's happening specifically within a five or six block radius of that because that's how micro it really does get so the one thing i would tell people about real estate is definitely do not get overwhelmed by everything you're hearing learn the facts that apply and are specific to you and your needs.
1: Nice nice well well do tell are we talking both residential and commercial?
6: Yes, absolutely. So you know one thing about my business is that we really believe in diversification right mm-hmm. in the sense of our, our portfolio of the of the deals and the transactions that we're involved in are not going to ever sway just in one direction. you know mm-hmm. last year we were we had the pleasure of closing on 57 transactions.
1: Wow. Um, nice.
6: And if you look at it, it was a slew, right? We had about 15 um, properties that sold that under $150,000. Then we had a mm-hmm. bunch of properties that were in the middle, you know, five to sevens. Wow. And we had properties in over the million. Ooh. The one thing I can say to any business owner in any business, but specifically in real estate is don't become a one trick pony,
5: right? <laughs> don't, don't
6: say that you're only going to work with three families that are worth 900 or more mm-hmm. because when the market shifts, that diversification becomes your safety net because right, what happens right. when the luxury market takes a hit, the lower, mm. lower income market shoots up. Right. It, it, right. It's it, there's always going to be a need for real estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you pick only one side of it, you're going to be hurting yourself in the long run. Uh,
1: so, so Aiden, if I were to say, let's say uh, the BX is the new Brooklyn, it, would that be accurate?
6: I don't like. I don't even like that term. <laughs> the BX is the BX. What's happening now is that the people are starting to realize it, gotcha. and that's that's what's happening. So we're not any other place. We are the Bronx, but we're finally getting some of the attention that I think we deserve for a long time, and we're really proud of it.
1: Excellent, excellent. Well, uh, Padmore, you must tell me the journey of you and your wife in terms of scion cafe please you tell me
2: yes uh, and thank you for including me in part of the um this conversation i think it's an important one being able to ensure that small businesses have access to capital it's one of the most important things um and as we have seen over the past 20 25 years in harlem there's been a significant shift in the way um, the, the equity of access to capital and other support systems that have been brought in to, you know, uh, support small businesses and allow them to flourish. Um, and so, being able to continue along that in a variety of um, ways that the guests, your guests, are on here and speaking about that today, it's you know, it's very helpful. Um, personally, my wife and I, we we for over the past eight years, we've been running um, a restaurant in Sugar Hill, Cion Cafe. Right here in Sugar Hill, 148th Street and Saint Nicholas Avenue. Um, it is my wife is Ethiopian, and as you know, we have heard the mention of immigrants, and we know that immigrants have played such a significant role in um, small, in you know, starting out small businesses and and, and supporting the um, American and New York City um, economy, and continue to do so. Um, so both my wife and I are immigrants. Uh, my wife, for specifically from, um Ethiopia and. Um, and she's also Jewish, so um, grew up in Israel. So having some of that background and, you know, addressing some of the challenges around the Ethiopian Jewish community and his perception um, as many Ethiopians were traveling to Israel, she, was, she felt there was a need to speak out about it and speak and, and speak by bringing folks together to have conversations. And that's kind of where it began. And then, of course, um, we started bringing food. Food started taking a life on its own. Everyone was always... Um, congregating around the food to so be like, well, let's take this to the next level. And so- shortly thereafter, we um, we opened Sion Cafe. And Sion Cafe was pretty much a, the same expression of um, bringing diverse populations together, um, people from different backgrounds, um, emerging them into Ethiopian culture and history um, through food, Um, We have artists like music and such that spoke to, you know, um, the the melting pot that is New York City in terms of the different cultures and peoples that are there and encourage this around, you know, know, sitting down, eating together. One of the key um, components of Ethiopian food is to share a shared plate. Um, the large bread that we call in jared the flat bread, and the different types of food. Many of them um, yeah. vegan, the, um, vegetarian options um, um, that we're able to provide. And you know, just encouraging everyone to feed each other. I, I don't know how many of you have seen that episode of The Simpsons where everyone is doing gusha, 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 they're feeding each other. <laughs> um but that's that's what ethiopian um uh you know uh, uh, food landscape is all about um and obviously we were very much impacted by the pandemic and one of the things that we have been looking to do is to diversify being able to ensure um as the other yeah, guest mentioned being able to see that when things are tough there are other things that you have to be able to to fall back on um it was unplanned for us but you know now we're thinking of going out into the food product um, so we are developing the lines of food products that we'll be able to put in the Whole Foods and um, in a very different supermarkets. Um, and so there's something that we are working on and something that we need capital and funding for. So I definitely will be touching base with some of your guests as they speak to some of the ways they can be supportive of small businesses.
1: Beautiful. And, and Padmore, one of the things you had mentioned, of course, with your wife being Jewish, uh, are you guys a kosher kitchen?
2: We, we are not a kosher kitchen. Um, there is a significant amount of um, regulations that needs to be done, and it's just uh, a little bit difficult in some of the things that we have going on for us to be able to do that. But um, or typically we do have very um, frustrated um, Jewish pa- um, um, participants that come to the – customers that come to the restaurant and they can partake in our vegan options.
1: Oh, excellent, excellent. And uh, Night Watchman, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, for you in terms of your – consultancy that you've been doing with your business. Uh, you have also, I know, relied on business advisors to help you through your, um, your many challenges. Uh, why don't you speak about a little bit of those?
0: Um, I think you can be more specific than that. I've, I've, I've been, been an entrepreneur for a long time. And so, you know, it's, it's always about having relationships and, you know, relationships with the bankers, understanding your markets and, uh, um, you know, but uh, I think what Padmore brought up, which is important, is that flexibility because Mm. uh, conditions are always changing. And, you know, we're all um, coming out of this pandemic and, uh, you know, everybody had to do a pivot, you know, two years ago, three years ago. uh, And in particular for business owners, It's so important to be able to not get stuck, you know, doing something one way when the conditions change, that pivot can be the difference between thriving or being out of business. Um, So I want to maybe throw it back to uh, Vanessa and Joy to just uh, talk about how you guys assist when you see um, businesses who are in that position where they have to now make a pivot.
4: Yeah, I think that's such an excellent question. Um, as entrepreneurs, you know, I always say you decided to take this journey because you didn't want to work for anyone, right? <laughs> and with that comes no manual, with that comes creativity, and with that comes resiliency. And, you know, it has been a common theme. And, and with we have supply chain issues, we don't we can't have employees, no one wants to work, all of these things. And And the number one thing that I go back to is, do you want to continue doing this, this business? Mm. And, you know, I've had some tough conversations where people say, honestly, I don't. And I said, wow. well, that's okay. That's okay. That doesn't mm. mean failure, right? Mm-hmm. That just means that you're pivoting to say, I don't want to do this anymore. And then on the on the, on the other token is to say, yeah, I do want to do this. And, and so sometimes I've done even exercises as to like, what's the love letter to, to the business, right? Like, mm-hmm. We got to start from scratch. Um, Mm -hmm. We got to start over again. And then from there, you know, when people start saying and and start realizing that you can't think the same way you did before there's a new level of energy that comes about it because Mm -hmm. I always say the show must go on. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. if it didn't work the way that it did yesterday, Mm -hmm. you decided to take this journey because you don't want to work for anyone else. So let's Mm -hmm. align our energy properly. And Let's keep the show going. Sometimes it's, it's a simple realization as to do I want to do this. Most of the time, the answer is yes. So I say, let's start from scratch.
1: Wow. So, so you're saying that I'm not I'm not a loser of failure because I'm simply a wage earner. Is that is that right, Vanessa?
4: Yes. And it's <laughs> same here, right? It's, but I choose to do it because this is what I enjoy, right? And and, and like many entrepreneurs, they enjoy being their own boss they enjoy Mm -hmm. having the flexibility of creativity and so sometimes you know i have even said one of my entrepreneurs and i know it may sound silly but i said i need you to go to i need you to go somewhere quiet and write a letter to the business why Mm. are you still in love with it or why doesn't it not make sense for you anymore and it's those aha moments that you know sometimes you need as an entrepreneur because you don't have an hr partner you don't have a manager you don't have anybody kind of giving you that pat in the back and, and it's you for you
1: a mm. uh, Joy, would you concur uh, saying that you've had some difficult conversations where you said, you know what, you need to go find a job. <laughs> nah.
3: Now, I might not have said you need to go find a job, but
1: <laughs>
5: yes, and Vanessa said it very, very well. It's,
3: it's really difficult and honest conversations that we're having with these business owners. And you know, people, right? Um, mm-hmm. This is their livelihood, and and just something that I would add um, to what Vanessa so well said is conversations once they're deciding to move forward surrounding strategy, right? Because mm. a lot of times when you're in business, it's it's you, it's you and you and you, right? Mm-hmm. Sitting at the table, the board of directors, and so a lot of the conversations that I have with with these business owners is really surrounding strategy and you know, talking through and helping them by asking pertinent questions that maybe they weren't thinking about to ensure that they're making the right decisions to move forward. And so that's the only thing that I would add. And what's great is that you should see the light bulbs go off like, oh my goodness, I never even thought about that. Oh my goodness. And there's like this re-engagement an excitement of moving forward in what it is that they originally set out to do. And it's a new direction in some ways. Sometimes there's things that they have to get rid of, right? So you have some pruning that goes on. Sometimes it's things that are added to it. I have a client that I was working with and um, he was he just was talking and uh, to me about the business. And I realized that there's a specific expertise that he had that a lot of other businesses could benefit from and he was already helping these businesses. And I said, you know what, what would be what might be great if you've not thought about it, is to maybe add another revenue stream to what it is that you offer. And so he moved forward to do that. And so now he's doing some coaching right to other business owners based on his expertise, something he was already doing before. But now, especially during these these times of impending recession, he's able to now increase the revenue within the business. So it's these kinds of conversations that have been extremely beneficial to help businesses to, to pivot. Gotcha. If, if
4: I may add something to that, I love that you said that Joy, because when we're having these conversations, I can't tell you how many of those aha moments I've had, right? Mm-hmm. Where entrepreneurs, I, I always say it, it's it's such a hard job, it's such, so rewarding. Mm-hmm. And when we have these let's talk about you in the business. Sometimes you're so tunneled vision because this is the way we've done business. I've had business owners say, I didn't know I can make money off of that. I'm like, yeah, that's a resource. People are willing to pay for it. And we've been able just this week, I worked with someone who was so tunneled vision on a certain strategy. And I said, why do you start charging for X? And he goes, I didn't even think about it. Hey, right? So I love that you mentioned that, Joy, because we have a lot of those aha light bulb moments. And it's just about what are you good at? What can, what what are people willing to pay for? And you would be surprised. People are willing to pay for a lot.
1: Mm. Uh, well, that also, I guess, then brings me to you, Aiden. Do tell me, and uh, now you haven't always, of course, worked for yourself. Have you worked for another real estate fir- firm and then had, as Vanessa said, an aha moment so no, per- I can do this.
6: Yeah. So so real estate for me was the birth of my, of of, of like me walking away from the employee mindset. Mm. Uh,
5: you know, when I, when
6: I was, when I, when I, before real estate, you know, I have, I had a good job. I was in a union mm-hmm. and I was making, you know, a, a close to six figures
1: mm-hmm.
5: and, mm-hmm. you know, I had all
6: the comfortability that comes with a good union job, you know, a pension, nice. you know, benefits and, and all that comes with that. But you know, I met my wife,
1: mm-hmm.
6: and mm-hmm. it birthed to a lot of ideas. You know, uh, and I saw what she was doing, and I fell in love with it. And I, you know, I did it for a bit while I was working both, and eventually I, I saw my lane, and I and I went for it. And I, I don't, I look back now, and obviously I thank God for meeting my wife, but I also thank. <laughs> You know, she changed my life in a lot of ways. And and having this opportunity to be an entrepreneur and to pursue this is something that just gives me an energy that I can't describe every day when I wake up.
1: Mm, excellent. Excellent. And you know what, uh, Padmore, you just heard Aidan uh, mention his wife, because I'm thinking about your your wife. She's definitely a Renaissance woman because we didn't even talk about the film festival that she actually founded and created. So, you know, do tell, I mean, would you say that you, you it's a net gain, you marrying your wife?
2: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and and ask her that and she'd be like, well, I don't know where you would be if, if I, we never met. And I, I, I have to say, she's right. Yeah, um, I mean, this is a, a woman who, you know, traveled at age before she was five years old, made a, a journey from Ethiopia to Israel over three-year periods, but in time in different countries, she speaks five languages. As we said, she started, you know, started up the um, the, the, uh, the 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 showcase um, speaking the film festival that speaks to Ethiopian and one of the key things about that was to give Ethiopian artists the opportunity to present their work um, in New York City, and that's something that that you know, has continued and, and really um, been broad. and And now she's she's you know uh, currently working on a book. Um, on a, on a, a cookbook, um, um, some of the recipes, as, best, as well as her her, her live story. So hopefully, within a over, you know a little bit over a year, that will be coming out. Um, and as I mentioned, you know we're we're looking at um, branching out into this new thing. I did just want to go back to the conversation around fresh um, preparation and and a small business um, feel. You know, I I tell my kids all the time. It's not just one day you wake up and say, "Well, I want to be a, um, a small entrepreneur." You can wake up with that mentality, but you have to have a lot of the comfort within you even when you're working your other job or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, to say that it is my intent for me to be my own boss and I I want to move out like that. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things I have learned in in, in this, you know, doing this is that, um, and this is something I did not get into the small um, business mindset until, you know, and even actually until the pandemic, is what is your exit strategy? Um, How do you get out? Um, and, you know, there are some folks who, who, who as, as you know, some of the other guests have spoken about, you know, cry about having to leave. But, you know, at some point, it, you know, let's, let's not hold on to this forever. There's some mm-hmm. other things that we can do. Um, but how do we get out of it? Do we sell it? Do we uh, close it out? Do we pass it on to a family member? Um, how, do, how, how do we transform the business into something else? Um, and I think it's important that as much as we're thinking about how we get in, we also think about how we get out and which is something that we had to take, take a very hard look at. Um, as, as you know, so many small businesses, businesses of all sizes really have been impacted by the pandemic and continue to do so, especially for restaurants and those in the hospitality service. Um, some restaurants are, you know, are kind of coming back to where they were. We we are still in a little bit of a struggle. The concept of Ethiopian is eating together, and that has been yeah. a hard for us to try trans, beyond a pandemic, which is one of the reasons we are trying to um, undertake this 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 transition. But I think it's um it's so important to align where you are, where you want to be. Even think about you know making some of those hard decisions very early and being able to align different people. As I when I heard one of you guys said, build that ecosystem, which is so important around you. Um, that is supportive of the type of decisions and how you're working to go. Um, Some small businesses fail, not because of anything that's bad on the owner or whatever else, it's just because they don't necessarily have some of the um, support system around them. Um, we see this has happened to me, I've seen, I've been, I'm in a group with um, a bunch of different restaurant owners and I'm just saying how many different one of them are closing their restaurants or preparing to go out because, you know, it's, it's a struggle and it does not necessarily have anyone necessarily around there. So being able to bring in some of the, um, the business, the bank, the bankers, especially to be able to be supportive, that type of more, uh, mentoring and supportive work that the, um, your guests have been speaking about is so needed and, and I'm looking forward to it.
1: Well, well uh, Padma, I understand that you may have to uh, leave us a little bit early. So a couple of things. A, I need to know, you need to uh, let the folks know again where the restaurant is. At, uh, also for 2023, any plans for, uh, for the cafe in terms of uh, what do you uh, see happening? And then B, if there was a suggestion box for, let's say, you working with a bank or financial institution, what would that suggestion box, what would you put inside that suggestion box? Sure.
2: Great questions. Thank you. I'm um, curious. Yeah, so we are located at 148th and St. Nicholas Avenue. We on St. Nicholas between 148 and 149. We are at 763 St. Nicholas. That is a very important building. Um, it, it's very historical in Harlem, both um, Red Fox and Malcolm. X, well, um, I should say Malcolm Little before he became Malcolm X, worked in capacity at that building at Jimmy's Chicken Shack. Um, It was very, very prominently mentioned in um, the the movie, um, the the U.S. versus, um, um, uh, I'm blanking on her name now, but there's a a movie that came out and it was speaking about Josephine Josephine Baker. in terms of you know where we're looking to go as i said we want to continue being able to be supportive of our, our community and offer nutritious healthy meals vegan and health and and, um, and other options at our space we have um you know pretty nice patio and, and outdoor space to eat as we as the weather is starting to um, get warmer um, one of the things um uh, said the three um seven, okay, first, okay. I mean, okay one <laughs> of the yeah, things want to make sure folks don't go to the wrong space <laughs> 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 <They're> important <laughs> yeah um so in terms of like making a suggestion box i'll be honest with you i have been a chase banker for you know um i'm not back but uh, you know customer for quite some time Our business has been open for eight, um, eight years uh, yeah. we're going to be you know um, and i've been a bank in the chase before that but i have never really known about a um, great deal of the extensive services that are available um so being able to ensure that you, you know I, I recall when i started up there was an individual banker that was directly con- um, linked to us when we opened up our, our account but we haven't had many of those interactions especially um post pandemic um so i do not know if theres capacity for Chase especially for small businesses to be able to extend itself to let them know what are the different ways to get in contact with someone like a joy and a Vanessa um, being able to ensure that this is a resource that is available to small businesses and just to let them um, know I, ha- I have to say that over the past year we have been in a few programs um, supported by various banks and yeah. um, other entities that are just supportive of one um, it's almost like a mentoring, it's connecting you with different folks, taking a look at some of the, um, the business, business essentials, marketing, um, financing, all the different ways to really put yourself in a position of, um, uh, to, for success um and when you do need that assistance being able to be connected to places um we really had a really um, great relationship with columbia university and columbia has done um, on many occasions you know and growing that capacity uh, you know as a part of their the business school um so just being able to come um for, for different banks especially for chase to be able to um, make some of those connections um, a part of that larger build stronger network for small businesses business owners Um, that, that is something I think will be very helpful and I appreciate it from small businesses.
1: Beautiful, Padma. Thank you for that, for sure. So, uh, Vanessa, Jamoke, you heard, okay. Uh, are you guys available anytime, 24 seven to the small business community?
3: Absolutely. Yes, we are available and I am, I'm in Harlem, so I'm definitely going to be coming by. Um, oh. To to speak with you, to eat, to su- to support, absolutely, and um, I'll make sure that uh, you have my contact information as well. So again, how how we can further support? But um, we we're definitely always available. We even have a uh, we have a landing page chase.com forward slash business consultant because we're we're nationwide, right? So. Um, businesses that are interested in the coaching, they can go there, fill out a form, and and one of us will reach out out to you. Uh, Also within our our branch network, which is all throughout the country as well, you can walk into any branch and um, the uh, business uh, specialists will be able to speak to the consultants like us that are available, plus a lot of other resources. Um, What's nice is that the entire firm has wrapped their arms around this, so it's not like one line of business or one silo, but it's it's all hands on deck, right? So we have a resource center that our um, marketing team has put together, which is phenomenal for business owners. We have other parts of the bank that have connected with um, people like like Damon John. We do Black Entrepreneurs Day um, and other organizations, right, to ensure that. We're really getting the word out there and the message out there of what it is that we're doing, that we're here to help, that it's all complimentary. And um, the other thing, too, as Padmore was, was talking, it made me think about and with the ecosystem and the all hands on deck, is that when businesses are looking to have an exit strategy, right, we have internal folks that we can connect them to that this is literally what it is that they do. Right. And so they can actually connect with these people and walk through and talk through what that extra strategy will look like. Also, I remember Vanessa was telling me one time there was a business that she was working with that was interested in going into like franchising or something like that. And we have a whole franchise team. Right. So connecting them with this franchise team to help them understand the ins and outs of what that would look like. Um, I have a, another business owner that I work with covered by God. Um, mm-hmm. They are a faith-based clothing line. Mm-hmm. And what was cool is that one of the ways that they, they sort of promote what it is that they do is by doing events. And so we have mm-hmm. another group that handles a lot of the events that, that, um, that the bank will do or sponsorships that they will do. And we were able to get him an opportunity to, to be there by connecting with that team. So all that to say, it's all hands on deck it's having that ecosystem, it's having the right people there to really help move the business forward after you say, hey, and you raise your hand, this is what I need. This is what I'm looking for. So I just wanted to uh, to add that.
1: <laughs> so Vanessa, all hands on deck. Hmm?
4: So- all hands on deck.
1: <laughs> so so do, do tell. So I'll have them in some instances where, as you said, an aha moment happens where they're going in one direction, but suddenly you have to actually, um, how should I say, offer suggestions. And when they initially don't get it, I guess maybe push them a little bit further to make them see or have that aha moment. Tell me.
4: Yeah, 100%. Um, And before I answer that question, I also wanted to share this. Mm -hmm. As an entrepreneur, you're not alone specifically in New York City, there are so many different complementary organizations that are out there to help you. Um, So before you even think about paying a dollar, whether it's legal, whether it's accounting, whether it's marketing, please, please, please take a look at our side. take a look at the SBA.gov, take a look at New York City small business solutions. And Mm -hmm. I only say this because you don't know what you don't know, right? Until Mm -hmm. someone says, you should probably take a look at this. So you're not alone. But yes, um, to answer your question directly, you know, I I had a tough conversation earlier this week with someone who, you know, runs a nice business. And she's like, "I, I know what I'm doing. Everything is stored in my head. I said, that's excellent. She goes, I get anxiety every day because this year I need to meet next year and I need to meet last year's numbers and and I just don't know what to do. I said, we need a plan. She's like, no, 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 I I don't, I don't, I don't work that way. I said, okay. I said, so you're going to sit here and tell me that every single day you hate the anxiety, but we need a plan. I said, Mm -hmm. I understand that you don't operate that way, but the 80, 20 rule, most of 80% of your business typically comes from 20% of your clients. If we don't have some sort of client list and or plan, it is difficult to remember that you have to do actionable items to keep you aligned. And we fought nicely Mm -hmm. for about 30 minutes. And then I said, listen, I said, you're showing up to these meetings because you know something is missing. Mm -hmm. We get paid to help you. I mm-hmm. said, so if you really want to take advantage, and if, and if you're really serious about the growth and consistency of your business, then we would be doing each other a disservice if you don't put this on the calendar now and add me to it for accountability. Wow! And it was one of those on the spot. And as an entrepreneur, you don't want mm-hmm. anybody to tell you what to do. But if you're signing up to say, hey, I need help, then you got to be open for it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it may or may not work, but. If we know that it didn't what you were doing before wasn't working, then we gotta try something different. And that goes with the flexibility, the pivoting, and just realizing that hey, I gotta I, I gotta stick to something that works. And mm-hmm. structure, having some sort of structure
1: mm-hmm.
5: is
4: going to get you a little further than just not having anything at all.
1: Wow, nice, nice. And okay, so Aiden, would you agree that uh, at, at the very least? you do need to have a plan uh, of your business plan. It may be a working and living document, but you do need a a plan in place.
6: Yes, I mean, 100%. You know, Anytime that you speak to somebody when you're initially going to, one of the first things they should be asking you is, do you have a business plan, right? Mm -hmm. And they should be reviewing that with that. And understand that a business plan is constantly changing. It's a living Mm -hmm. thing, right? You can't just walk in day one with a business plan and that's it. That needs to be always changing and evolving with the needs of your business and as well as the needs of whatever market or industry you're serving. So, 100%, you know, they say proper preparation prevents poor performance.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, night watchman, do you take that to heart?
0: Uh, absolutely. Uh, uh yo, uh, if you don't plan, if, if you Failed to plan, you plan to fail, is the old saying. <laughs> um and um what I I, I also want to um ask uh Vanessa and Joy to talk a little bit and, and this is a follow-on to some of the things that Padmore was talking about, how the environment for retail businesses is, is so much more challenging than it's ever been. And um I wanted to just uh, get your your opinions on how you work through those issues with some of the businesses that you're dealing with
3: absolutely so i I guess i'll go first um i have a really great example um surrounding this and so there is a business owner that had to take a hard pivot when when the pandemic came right and so they literally created a new product right out of what it is that they were doing And it was going very, very well. But in order to expand, they needed some retail space. Mm -hmm. Now retail space Mm -hmm. in the city is very hard to come by. And if you do find it, it's extremely expensive, right? Mm -hmm. And so what was so great, and this really speaks to the networking and connecting um, with, with other business owners and just people around, is at one of our events that we had done, she had met another business owner that had been working with one of our other colleagues and they struck up a relationship. They really, really hit it off. And this other business owner actually had some retail space. And because of the the sort of symbiotic nature of what it is that they were doing, she said, you know what? I really want to support what it is that you're doing as a female minority woman. Right. That mm-hmm. has a bit." And she extended the space for her to actually start there at a very, very, very good rate. And so that's people coming together, working together in environments where it's really, really challenging. So that's one example. The other times it doesn't always work out that way. And so some some other businesses where if they can't find the retail space, but they really need it, I have a a company right now that that does coaching and consulting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so having their own space is important, but again, costs, timing, all of that stuff. And so within the Harlem community and a lot of other um, different communities, we have, for Chase, we have a a space, which is a community space. And so we have gone ahead to now um, let them utilize the space for a few events, right? So that they Mm -hmm. can actually... Mm -hmm do what they need to do within their business and utilize the space, doesn't cost them anything, which is great. And so these are some of the things that business owners have been able to do to really answer that question. And what's great is that, I know Chase is not the only space that's that's available like that. There's other corporations that are doing the same kind of thing. So it's really having those tough conversations as Vanessa was talking about, really building out a plan, having a strategy, as I'd mentioned before, and then figuring out, okay, how do we answer that? How do we solve that for you um, or help you to solve that? And then moving forward with that game plan. And so those are some of the things that I've seen that have been really, really successful for the business owners that we've been working with.
1: Gotcha. Uh, Vanessa?
4: Yeah. um, I love that. Thank you for sharing that joy because you got it. You know, I think flexibility has been one of the key words that we've mentioned a couple of times today. And I have another great example. We all know how hard the restaurant industry had been hit. And I was working with one of my restaurants and he's like, I need more people. You know, the cost of food is going up X, Y, Z, all the problems that we've heard. And he's like, I need money for marketing. And I said, well, well l- let's relax for a second. I said, you have a space. You're open from X date to X date. I'm like, does your space support for us to start providing events? And he goes, Yeah, he goes, but how am I going to let people know? Mm. I said, I'm going to tell you some of the most basic information. I said, people go to the bathroom, right? I want you to make a beautiful little Word document with a couple of bullet points and letting them know a uh, did you know right where you wash your hands, right where the mirror is? Uh, did you know that you can have a baby shower here that you can have a meeting office here? Mm. Did you know? And he goes, I'm going to try that out. I said, what <laughs> you're also going to do is I said, cause it, I, I said, we realize that we're also in a space where people want an experience, mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. matter what kind of business or product you sell, you have to create some sort of experience. So I could tell a friend to tell a friend. Right. And I said, Google reviews are the number one place that people go to, whether it's to change a tire, to find out who's your best stylist around. And I said, you gotta create a QR code that will take them straight to a Google review. And your employees have to entice them. And he goes, I'm gonna try this out. So he went ahead and he goes, Vanessa, I felt silly putting up these, uh, uh, did you know in the men's bathroom, right outside Uh, the door when you push the door, right? mm -hmm. And right in the ladies room and he goes, I have about four bookings for the next month in a space that I didn't even know I could actually cater to And now <laughs> my Google reviews are up and I've seen people actually come in cause they found me on Google or they wow. found to say that I could do this space. So I say all of that because you've got to get creative, right? If you yeah. decide that you want to continue to stay in the game, like I mentioned, there's an energy that you can't replicate. And if you mm-hmm. want to stay in the game, you've got to get creative.
1: Mm, Excellent. Excellent. Well, you know what? Uh, I guess, uh, Aiden, I got to bring you into this because I have to know, certainly we do know in terms of the wealth gap between black and brown communities, right? It all starts with real estate, home ownership. So do tell me, man, what have you been doing in terms of the whole wealth building initiative for families? Absolutely. So,
6: you know, the more I got involved in real estate, the more I learned what you just said, right? The, the, the huge wealth gap that exists in our communities
5: mm-hmm. and go
6: back to, you know, the days of, of, of redlining and whatnot. And mm-hmm. we're going to be feeling the effects of what happened for, you know, uh, you know decades. Right. Mm-hmm. So the question is, what are we going to do about it? Mm-hmm. So you know when you talk about wealth building and you talk about generational wealth within our communities, there's a there's a clear lack of it. So we created an initiative where we started doing what we call Family Wealth Building Day,
5: mm-hmm. so
6: who is is that we bring in the parents
5: mm-hmm. and
6: bring in the children simultaneously, and we do a day centered around wealth building that has a curriculum suited for the adults as well as for the children separately. So the parents come in, and there'll be, for example, the last one we did at CS fifty-five on one hundred and seventy-six and Park Avenue. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Lewis Torres, the principal, for making it all happen. Nice. He gave us access to the auditorium, the gym, as well as the cafeteria. So the families came in, they did a, a money 101 for the adults in the auditorium while the children were learning um, about, about, yeah. about money, credit, savings. And we actually partnered up with Chase on this event as well. And they did it, you know, it was an amazing opportunity because what we did was that we had families having conversations with each other that they never had before. And the wow. goal of that is that when you want to bridge a gap, you can't hit it just on one side.
5: Mm-hmm. You can't just take
6: the kids and they go home to a parent that doesn't know about credit or about these things. So what we're trying to do is hit them from both sides so that the future of those families will no longer be feeling as much of an impact by that lack of information. Um, so it's something that has been growing. Our last event we had about 150 participants. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was beautiful. You know, we're just trying to identify an issue and and see what can we do about it.
1: Nice, you know, nice. And Aiden, also, I also understand you're doing some significant work with the New York Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. So do tell what's going yeah, on. So
6: there? it's funny because it, like Joy and Vanessa were speaking. It's all about networking and. And creating lanes of uh, opportunity, right? So, mm-hmm. I, I was fortunate enough to become a board member on the Chamber of Commerce.
1: Nice, and nice. Um,
6: that's actually how I met Vanessa the first time. <laughs> and that all led to this, which has led to so many other things. And you know, so what my role there is now that I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like the community. Um, the co- I'm in charge of community affairs. Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to do is create initiatives, initiatives like the family wealth building. Working with with different communities and just trying to, to trying to bring the the entrepreneur spirit and see how is it that entrepreneurs can help the communities they serve.
1: Nice. You know, nice. That's
6: is one of the most important things is that I want our money to stay where we are, and the more of that that we do, the more that we support each other, then the bigger than the whole community can grow overall.
1: Beautiful. So, beautiful.
6: I'm very proud of. Thank you.
1: Well, well, do tell. Do you guys, uh, Vanessa, you, you, Ada, also take some trips to either uh, Albany or let's say Puerto Rico for Somos?
4: I've I've heard about Somos. Um, you know, I I have to be c- completely transparent in saying uh. that last year was our first full year in doing this work. Myself, Uh Joy and our other colleague uh, Kofi and really knocking and finding out on the organizations that really are doing the work to assist our entrepreneurs. And there was so much to learn and so many great partnerships built. I say all of that because SOMOS came about a thousand times and I'm like, what is SOMOS? How do I get there? And uh, hopefully, hopefully maybe we'll have an opportunity, but we have not been able to get there. And as of of Albany, we haven't been able to get there yet, but you know, one thing that that Joy mentioned earlier, we are a national team now. Our program has been around uh, maybe about two years, so we are Mm -hmm. very new in identifying this work. Um, Mm -hmm. Last year, Uh, Joy and I were two out of 13 and today nationally, we're two out of about 50 in about 20 major cities. So uh, as as it was previously mentioned, chase.com forward slash business consultant, no matter where you reside, someone will get in contact with you. And our mission is to really help you. It doesn't matter whether you are a client of the bank or not, we're really here to assist and guide and hopefully uh, be able to get you from point A to point B or just provide some, you know, some further thought that you probably didn't know you had in your back pocket.
1: Excellent. And uh, what, what, what about you now in terms of uh, Jamoke? You do know that we have, of course, the Black and Puerto Rican Legislative Caucus happening in February. Are uh, we going to see some representation from Chase up there?
3: So I actually, that's a very, very good question. And like mm-hmm. Vanessa was saying, haven't been able to get everywhere, right? (laughs) Um, As far as (laughs) as far as representation, though, um, I know for myself, I will not be attending. But there may be some some other individuals within within the bank um, that Mm -hmm. that is attending. I know that there are a lot of different things going on within the firm. um, And so sometimes we are not privy to all of that right away. So I am not 100% sure. um, But perhaps
1: Okay,
0: gotcha. So, um, Joy and Vanessa, tell us a little bit about how you guys gravitated toward this particular program because it seems like you guys have ramped up very well, and obviously, you have a a pretty good command of what the issues are for for small businesses. So, tell us a little bit of your uh, origin stories in this role.
3: So I, I for, for myself, um, it, it's really interesting how it how it all came about. Um, so I'll give you a little bit of backstory. So I, I come from an entrepreneurial family, most everybody in my family are entrepreneurs. Um, and actually, myself, my husband, we we are also entrepreneurs as well, while while doing what it is that I do with it with at chase. But I was sitting in a branch, right. And when because that's where I started within my career with, within the firm. And I was doing everything, right? So everything that you can imagine that we offer, we were sort of the, the experts surrounding that, whether it's business, personal, notary, all of those kinds of things, investing. And so I will never forget um, this one business owner came in and she was sort of not distraught, but needed some encouragement in starting her new business venture which was a hair salon, actually. Mm. And so, you know, we we had a really good conversation. This was years ago, but it planted a seed on the inside of how I was able to have a conversation with her. It moved the needle forward for her. She started the business. We were able to help her to get some funding, which was really just a a business credit card that was 0% interest for 12 months to get her what it is that she needed. And she was able to pay pay it back before the interest hit, right, which is very, very vital. Um, mm-hmm. And 10 years later, she's still in business. And so more and more businesses I saw, and I'm like, wow, there's so much of an impact that you can make, not only just providing great products and services, but having dialogue and conversation, right? And so fast forward, I went into to uh, just business banking, so just focusing on working with businesses. And then this opportunity um, came about and I was like, sign me up because I was already doing things in community as well. I was on boards. I was facilitating some workshops for the Small Business Development Center, um, which also supports uh, businesses out of the SBA. And so when this came, it was just like a no brainer. And I was just blessed to really have the opportunity to, to come on the team. And now, you know, working with Vanessa, my other colleague, Kofi, it's such a, it's a great dynamic to not be in it by yourself doing this same work, but to have like a mastermind, right? A team of people that are doing the same thing that you can lean on, right? And learn from, and that are just as passionate as you are to really help move the business, move the needle forward within businesses, within our communities. So that's how I,
4: that's my origin story.
1: <laughs> Vanessa. Vanessa.
4: Yeah. And as Joy mentioned, um, I, too, come from an entrepreneur background. Um, I always say if you're the only person in your household who speaks English at the age of 11, you go to work after school. If you miss a day, your pay gets deducted by 10 bucks. And so this is all (laughs) I knew. And so being in the financial uh, industries for the last 16 years and always working with businesses and in full transparency, I I was a commercial banker, always in in production and COVID hit and, and things got really tight. Things got mm-hmm. really tight. And uh, our our manager, who I've known for about 15 years, reached out to me and he's like, what do you think? And I said, you know what? If there's ever going to be a time to actually do something that feels good while no one knows what direction you know um, the world is going to go into, I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. sign me up. And, 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 and also, too, Joy, myself, and our other colleague, we kind of took this as our own business. There was no mm-hmm. curriculum to mm-hmm. what this program looks like. There was no you know, best practices. So I remember when we first and I like most people met through Zoom first when we met and I said, let's own this like our own business. And we just started knocking on doors, chambers, um, SBDCs, Mm -hmm. many other organizations. And we were finding out things and resources that I didn't even know existed and i've been in the banking world for 16 years wow wow so joe and i were committed to really owning this as a business to give back to businesses because if you're going to invest your time within us as consultants we want to make sure that it's of value to you Mm -hmm. so that's kind of how it came about
1: excellent excellent hey well uh night watchman how we doing
0: um, I think we are in wrap-up mode. Um, I want to give uh, Aiden an opportunity to, to also just uh, um, weigh in on some of these things because he gives us that other perspective of being, not only being on the other side, but also as a real estate uh, person, he also supports other businesses in finding the space that they can operate. Uh-huh. So um, Aiden, just tell us a little bit about that journey and also about working with your wife and how that's been working for you.
6: Absolutely. So I definitely wanted to. I wanted to definitely have my moment to uh, to, to in front of everybody to, you know, think thank Vanessa and and, mm. and Chase for everything because nice. You know, I think the word that comes to my mind is advocate. Right.
1: As mm.
6: uh, someone had mentioned earlier that it, you always feel alone as an entrepreneur, mm. and mm. to be able to have somebody to bounce ideas off of and get and get feedback from, is such a valuable thing. You know, someone mm. that you trust and someone that you know is acting in your best interest, right? Because when you're in business, you're always wondering like, what's this person's uh, agenda? What's what, what's really going on here? So when I met Vanessa, you know, we started our relationship, like she said, through Zoom. And it was uh, it was amazing because I finally had a place where I felt comfortable that I could talk about my dreams and my goals. Wow. You know, because I don't feel comfortable telling everybody what I want to do. You know, some people you tell them what your goal is for the end of the year and they look at you like you're you're nuts. <laughs> That's not what I got from that experience. What I got was encouragement and I and I and I was and I was even given resources or avenues that I could pursue to find how I could make that make that happen quicker. So that for me was such a huge impact. And in the 6 months that I worked with her, you could literally look at my business and see a direct impact. I don't want people when they think about banks they always think about money. And yes, of course a bank has money. But understand that when we talk about this resource, it's a lot more than that. Because I'd rather somebody teach me how to do something to get it myself than to then just hand me a check for fifty grand. There's so mm. much more power in knowing what to do with the fifty grand and how to make <laughs> hundred than there isn't just getting that fifty grand, right? Mm. So I think that was um I can't even I can't begin to describe how much of a of an impact that was for us, you know. Yes. And I thank you for that, Vanessa and Chase.
1: Uh. All right, and and that watchman. we need to do a disclaimer. This is not a Chase commercial, but you know what? Props for Chase.
6: I'm I'm keeping keeping it 100% honest. When I went into that program, I did not expect what I got. I didn't. I really didn't. And um, I think the one thing I hated the most about the program was the fact that it ended after six months. Because I can only imagine what having access to... So consultants like this and people with this type of knowledge base could do for my business in a longer term role. So, you know, and that's not a commercial. Anyone that knows me knows that I am not somebody to hype something up that is not coming from my heart. Like it was, it was amazing. And I really appreciate it.
1: So, so bottom line, we will say at, at the very least, if there is a, like I asked Padmore, if there is a suggestion box, the suggestion box would be, we need more small business consultants like Vanessa like jamoke that's what we need so chase if you're listening this is what you need keep them on the front lines
6: i I wrote them a letter i was like i wrote a letter i was like my only my only suggestion (laughs) is please if you see a business is exceeding and is getting a big impact from this from this program don't pull it away because i mean Mm. it's just kidding you know and and i'm passionate about that you know
1: beautiful beautiful night watchman
0: All right, so um I want to thank our guests uh, Vanessa Joy, uh, Adan and uh, Padmore for just giving us a a view into your experiences and and hopefully sharing those experiences will help somebody else who is um looking in the entrepreneurial Uh, direction and wanting to know where the resources are. So you have been Uh listening to Soul Lounge Primetime on WHCR 90.3 FM, The Voice of Harlem. Also live streaming on YouTube, Facebook, and on all your favorite podcast platforms. So thank you so much for joining us.
1: And Night Watchman, I definitely want to give some props uh, to as they say, the wizard behind the curtain, uh, Ms. Brianna Curran, for putting this particular impetus behind this show. So Thank you, Brianna. Yes.
0: All right. Okay, everybody. Stay well, stay safe, and stay productive.